Good afternoon, everybody. Um, so I've got a slideshow because I like pictures. Um, so back in, um, so last September in 2023, I started my second year in the Journey program. And every time I say that, I still have a titch of disbelief that I'm even in the program. Next weekend, I'm headed to AMBS, Anabaptist Mennonite Biblical Seminary for my spring in-person learning weekend. It is also, it's just unbelievable that I'm in the program. It's unbelievable that I was, that I felt confident enough in myself to pursue the program. And furthermore, that you all believed in me enough to support me. This program has stretched me in so many ways, and I am so grateful for it. I've been wanting to do a thank you summary update type sermon for a while, but was just waiting for the right time. With CE starting today, it seemed to fit. It also fit with the scriptures. It was a great psalm, and the gospel was about Jesus calling his disciples. Journey has given me a has given me such an appreciation for the Psalms. And I know that I've talked about that before. Um, so last, last September, we met at Camp Amigo, which is Sarah Mass's favorite. That's their camp. And it was a little weird being there, not being at Friedenswald, but I got over it. So we were at Camp Amigo for our biannual in-person learning weekend. This is when they take a whole unit of information and they pack it into one weekend along with community building with our cohorts and so much more. I love these weekends, but I also feel like my head's going to explode from all the information. So next week when I come back, I might be a little brain dead. But to be honest, so to be honest, I was not, even though I like these weekends, I was not looking forward to the that topic last September. Spiritual disciplines and character formation. What? Sitting quietly? Being intentional? It is one thing that I have totally been avoiding. I think partly it is because I only had one idea of what, all, what spiritual discipline should look like, and that was Norm and his many routines for the day that I could not begin to follow or understand or do. Also, it was also partly because I don't like being in my own head. And, but as always is the case, the spirit knew what I needed, and it was that weekend. The spirit knew I, the spirit knew I needed a quiet, centering weekend. So anyway, back to Amigo in September. I went in with an open mind and hope for the best. Nina Lancott was our leader for the weekend, and she started off by saying, this is a quote, all life is sacramental. We don't need to go out and find and make spiritual discipline. Practice is the path we travel on our spiritual journey. So everything we do is spiritual practice, end quote. So we were all probably, we're probably all already doing it. She had all of us there list ways that we feel connected to God and ways that we feel like we center, and then she put it up on the, on the board. And the list was so long and so diverse, and there was nothing that was repeated. And um, the point is that 
Um, none of these are better or worse than any of the others. And this was an invitation to do what I need to do and what works best for me. This was an assurance that when I sit and crochet and I think about the person that will get the hat or just clear my head when I crochet and start to see tangles in my brain unraveling as I'm, then I am centering myself. I'm sure there's a metaphor in there, purposefully creating knots and loops while I sort out the knots and loops in my head. Amy, I think we need to work on this. We need to explore that more. Anyway, she had a song that we sang over and over and over. It became an earworm. It also had motions. I can't remember the motions, but this is the song. Um, I have it, um, an icon on my desktop, like my computer monitor desktop, and I play it when I need centering or if I'm being really good, I'll play it like every, like each morning when I sit down on my computer. Um, I also have the words printed out and hanging near my computer, and I can glance at it as a reminder to center myself. Um, so throughout that weekend, she gave us several examples of types of centering prayers. If you're interested in any of them, I've got lists and booklets and packets and whatever. Um, but for me, I need visuals. My office area is full of quotes and song lyrics and stickers and Bible verses to help me to help me recenter. To others, it probably seems totally cluttered, and it is. But when I catch a glimpse of one of the cards or stickers or whatever, it reminds me where my focus should be. So here are some of my current favorites that I have. This one is, wait, this one, if you're wondering, brain in a jar is Eric, my little brother. And he's doing this thing like each day he, or so, he puts out a new like little song. And this was the first one that he did. And I just, I loved it. And he, and so I made it into a little thing. And so, I recommend looking up Brain in a Jar. It's on all the streaming platforms. Um, the next one is the song, and which we just sang. And I, like I said, I need visuals. And this is a song that I use like as a, a mantra in my head, like when I need to settle myself down. Um, it's also like what I base my tattoo on, and so I can do this when I need to remember to. I'm really visual. <laughs> um, and is there another one? Yep. And this is one a friend of mine sends me a Bible verse every day, which is adorable and I love it. And um, this was one of them that she sent and I made it into a little, it was like right at the beginning of the year and I thought it was a really good way to center. Um, so the main thing that I learned that weekend and in general is that there is no right or wrong way to pray, to center yourself, to meditate, whatever you want to call it. So I have visual reminders all over, but on the flip side, there are also times when there are just no words. Since our God is bigger than our minds can even comprehend, God understands us even when we are not using words. 
The other day I was talking with Norm and I was telling him about an overnight that I had just done with a chronically ill baby. This sweet little boy won't live past two years old and it is just heartbreaking. As I sat with him in my lap, rocking him back to sleep, I had no words, but I knew that the Holy Spirit was with us, wrapping her arms around us, giving us comfort. Norm reminded me and that prayer, he reminded me that prayer does not need words. And that's a good thing because you all know, I tend to trip on my words. I tend to struggle for the right word. I lose words and then my mind wanders. So if I can clear my mind and just go with feelings, that works out much better. And being like being told like that that's okay somehow made me feel better too. I I don't know why I needed this uh, like approval or like a stamp of approval on what I was doing. I don't know. It's another topic for another sermon, I think. So going with feelings, which brings me to the second part of that weekend. We worked on personality profiles. We used the Myers-Briggs and the Enneagram. This was a fascinating dive that, that we took into it. I had always kind of felt like people around me were speaking a different language when they said, well, you know, I'm a four with a Mars and seven rising and a Mercury is in retrograde, INTJ, blah, blah, blah. And so of course I can speak perfect Klingon. And I was like, and I'm always, what? I don't know. And I was a psych major. I've been in therapy. I've taken all these tests, but I can never remember what my number is. I can never remember what my letter combination is or what to do with any of these things. So I just forget them. But knowing where I was on the scales helped me understand better my behaviors and my motivations. Furthermore, knowing where others were on the scale really helped to understand them more. Then putting them all together and seeing how we all interact was fascinating. I really want to dig deeper into the Enneagram work with all of you. I think that it could really help as we um, as we work together to discern hard topics. Spoiler, I am hardcore a number two, which is helper. So when I returned home and started my third unit online, the third unit was Anabaptism Foundations and Future, A Way of Being Church. And I was so excited. I, like as soon as I saw that that was the title, I immediately sent Mark a text and I sent Peter a text, maybe Chris, like I cannot even, like I was like, this is so exciting. And, um, and even though I taught Sunday school, whatever, and I had like the basics, it was like really getting into it was so fascinating. There is so much history, so many players, so many weird things that we could spend a very long time on the history, but we're not going to. What, import, what is important and what sets us apart is our core beliefs. These core beliefs were first listed back in 1527 in the Schleitheim Accord. The Southern German and Swiss leaders came together and through discernment and consensus, sound familiar? They listed these seven convictions. And to this day, we're still working through, we're working with these and working through these. We're part of a dynamic movement as Anabaptists. It is a gift that we can continue to discern, but that can also be challenging. We are set up as a church that makes decisions in community. 
We do not have one person at the top making our decisions for us. When new situations arise, like should women be allowed in leadership? Um, how do we handle um, you know, coverings, things like that? We gather as a community, we look to the scriptures and begin the work of discernment with the, the help of the Holy Spirit, of course. I have learned so much in this unit about how and why Mennonites are the way we are. Knowing the history and looking at what happened around them at key points in history explains so much. This is where you all come in. As we started, as we started this unit, the very first thing we did was read the booklet, What is an Anabaptist Christian? by Palmer Beckett. Not all the students that take the journey program are Anabaptist, which I didn't know until I got there. So um, they wanted all of us to start at the same place. It goes through the three core convictions and gives the history of how we got there. I'm not going to go into any of that here because after reading it, I knew I had to bring it to you all. Over the past few years, we have had so many challenges and changes in our, in our church, in our world, in our lives, everywhere. And I think going back to the basics is a good place to start as we work to reconcile with each other and we work to move forward as Mennonites in an ever-changing world. I am really looking forward to reading and discussing this with you all during our Christian education time. Thank you again. Thank you so much for your continued support of my journey through the journey program. If you ever want to talk to me about it, I would be so happy to sit down with you with a cup of tea or a cup of coffee and discuss all that I've learned. Thank you so much.